With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast Network. to Fantasy Insanity. I'm John Bosch, still here. Tonight I have a couple of guys joining me. I have Travis May and Justin McCaslin of Dynasty Life Podcast. Uh, how you guys doing? Doing really well, man. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks again for... It's good to be back. I know uh, it's been a while. When, when was the last time that we were on here with you? Oh, we did that challenge. Yeah. Did terrible picks, terrible picks. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, that has been tallied up and sent out. Um, I don't remember seeing either of any of our names up near the top. My do-over one did, but that one didn't count, unfortunately. So, but uh, yeah, none of us, none of us made it. But you guys still had a pretty good season of picking. I know Travis has uh, talked a few times about winning some championships, and uh, one of the one of the leagues that you guys are in together, uh, you won together, and that's the league you're going to talk about tonight with me, the Power Hungry League that I created that's nuts. But uh, before we get into that, if you guys just want to go through a little bit of like how you got into fantasy football and up to where you are now, uh, fire away, and we'll, we'll hear about your dynasty life and upbringing. Upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know, I actually am the only one in my family uh, uh, that uh, started fantasy, I guess, yeah, I got my parents into it, so I brought them up in that way. We'll go with nice. that. But, <laughs> but no, I think um, I, I just it just started with some friends. Uh, I was super into sports. A lot of my friends, uh, you know, they even one of my buddies at work still kind of jokes with me and just says, "Hey, Travis, sports ball," because I'm just like all about uh, fantasy sports and any kind of sports I can get my hands on. So uh, anything that had to do with statistics and and sports at the same time that I could enjoy. Um, I was just all about it, uh, but really, really, for a long time, I only did one, two leagues, I guess, uh, and then jumped in hardcore a few years back and never looked back. <laughs> How about you, Justin? When did you get started playing? Yeah, for me, gosh, it was probably five or six years ago. I lose track now, but uh got started playing with some Xterra guys, actually. I was part of an Xterra forum, and one of the older guys in the forum said, hey, you know, I, I really like fantasy football. I want to play with you guys. And invited us all to play in a 12-man league, and that's all she wrote. I mean, after that, I was hooked. And, you know, before that, I was actually the guy that made fun of fantasy football and uh, <laughs> took shots at it and everything because I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't take the time to research it. Now I kick myself because I never explored it whenever I was living back in my hometown where I would have had more friends that I could have maybe got into it. And so 
you know, now it's, it's kind of difficult to put together like a friends and a family league. I do have one now and I got my dad into it a lot. And that's been a lot of fun because during football season, you know, we'll, we'll talk for an extra half hour every time we talk just based on, you know, talked on fantasy football and, uh, got my brother-in-law into it. And I think he's actually going to jump into dynasty this next year. So that'll be fun. But uh, that's kind of my deal. Cool. And and really, as far as just like contributing to different sites and the whole podcast thing, I mean, I think we're both relatively new to that aspect. Uh, Justin, you really had one more season uh, than I've had. Right. If I remember correctly, but we both have been contributing uh, pretty consistently with the fantasy authority, uh, doing some writing, some ranking. Uh, and then in this off season, uh, Kevin, the founder of the fantasy authority and, um, you know, one of the hosts of the primary, uh, fantasy authority podcast, uh, or at least our, our redraft podcast, um, asked us to put the uh, dynasty version together. So, Really have enjoyed just time time with Justin and Andrew and all the guests that we've been able to have on. It's been a blast uh, just uh, talking about our Dynasty lives and uh, trying to get better every day. Yeah, and Dynasty is just a little bit more forgiving than uh, Redraft. You, know, you can say, oh, well, I still believe in this player for next year. And usually, if you've done a little bit of research, you can be vindicated. But uh I realized just the other day that redraft's so unforgiving. You've got 16 weeks and you've got to get it right. And everything changes so drastically year to year. And so I do like that aspect of dynasty. You can be proven wrong and vindicated, you know, a year later, if you just stick with your take and, you know, make sure you did your homework right. So that's, that's one of the things I like about dynasty. It's a little more forgiving. (laughs) I definitely enjoyed my first year in it. And I mean, it, it, Further my addiction, and I, it's just fun. I, I mean, the off season started already, and it's our, it's already just, it's so much fun. There's people that do redraft. I mean, at this point, their fantasy season is over, and they've got nothing to do. You know, you can play in playoff leagues, which I highly recommend. Those are a lot of fun. But once that ends, then you're really just sitting around waiting until late July, August, when you might do, get to do your redraft. As for right now. Uh, Travis and I, I mean, we're doing, we're doing a startup right now. Uh, you know, it's, which is insane, and, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely crazy. It's crazy. You guys, you guys are animals. Like every five minutes, like I'll make a pick and I'll like look away, do something, anything. And it's like, hey, hey, by the way, you're on the clock again. Like, can I get, can I get some more of those, uh, you know, the, the fantasy, fantasy picks? Because are like yeah, tripping. Uh, you know? This is how you wind <laughs> up with like 30 leagues. It's definitely yeah. nuts. And I, how do you how do you turn it down though? I mean, the happy hour guys wanted to start a league with nothing but people that do podcasts, and <laughs> the draft doesn't even have a draft clock, and it's flying through. We're just a few days in, and we're, I mean, nearing probably halfway done. It's crazy. No draft clock, and people are that into it. This far from the actual NFL season starting, it's. It's it's a great way to start the off season. I'm over here leeching off of that draft because I I denied uh, I, I said no whenever I got invited because I didn't want to get too many leagues. But I've checked that draft probably two or three times a day since it started, just seeing what the progress is and be like, Hey Travis, who are you gonna <laughs> take next? Oh man, oh John made a really good pick. Oh look, Matt Kelly killed it. Oh look at that trade. Like I've been just <laughs> living vicariously through that draft, even though. I, you know, 
I don't like drafting this early in the year before the NFL draft, and I, I definitely didn't want to add too many leagues. But it's it's so addicting. Like you can see how you can let yourself get way ahead of yourself on what you can actually handle oh, when yeah. the draft season comes along. Yeah, oh, a couple sure. a couple of my followers as well as a couple of my buddies uh, from back in my home league have been paying more attention to that draft than I have. I feel like <laughs> like they'll, they'll DM me or, or shoot me a text message. Hey man, you're up on the clock. Are you going <laughs> to like you too? Come on. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun for those that uh, want to go and look at it. It's um, uh, the ultimate, ultimate dynasty podcast. So UDP league is the hashtag that uh, Tyler wanted to use. So, you can go search that out. There's plenty of picks out there. By the time this is out, it'll be complete. You can go back and look at all the picks if you want. Probably like three yeah. rounds during this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, Travis and I are both continuously stare, checking down at our phones to see if uh, when that notification pops up, see if it's us because uh, there's no way we're not going to be able to make the pick. You can't wait you know, until the end of the podcast. That would be tragic. You, uh, you don't want to be that guy. Nope, not at night. At night, they like to move when they know nobody's – you know, you got stuff going on during the day. That's an excuse. But at night, ooh, it's uh, you better get moving. But all right, well, we'll, we'll get into we'll get into this league that uh, that we're here to talk about tonight. Power hungry league. This is a league I created, so you guys feel free to ask me questions. Other than that, I mean, I'll ask you questions. We basically just kind of going to run through this league because it's unique. It's insane. Um, it's a league where Justin Spear and I kind of started it up together. Uh, we were just bouncing some ideas back and forth that we wanted to put together a league where power shifted. Uh, that's That was kind of the impetus of it. We, we wanted the power to be able to shift and things to fluctuate throughout the league. So we said we were, you know, the original thinking was let's put things like scoring up for change, um, you know, Allow, allow things to just change throughout the league so that you always have excitement to the season. We don't want the, we don't want the league to ever get stale. We want, we want change, but we want change written in at the beginning of the league so that everybody goes into it knowing that. And then at one point I said, well, if we're going to do a power league, one thing I think will be fun will be to add superpowers. And <laughs> at that point then, I mean, our conversation, our text messaging back and forth. I mean, it was, it was flying. I mean, we were just having so many ideas of things that we could add to this league as a superpower that just, I mean, that in and of itself, like you guys have talked about it on your pod a few times and it still makes me laugh when I hear people talk about it because it really is strange, but I love games of strategy. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to bring into fantasy football. I love fantasy football. I love strategy games. So let's combine them. So uh, my first question to you guys is, when I reached out to you guys to see if you'd be interested, what was your reaction when you saw this league and read the rules of this league? Oh, man, I was so excited because I'm like you. I like strategy games, and I definitely like trying uh, you know, game theory stuff. And I didn't know exactly how in-depth the power usage would get in this league. But uh, I think it'll ramp up a little next year. Um, but yeah, I, I'm big into superheroes and powers and stuff like that. So as soon as you said that, I mean, I was still didn't want to add too many leagues, and that's why 
I think I reached out to Travis to see if he would want to be partners on it. And it turned out to be a really good move. Oh, yeah. It was a blast. I was a little bit hesitant. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. There's, we're going to turn this really nerdy habit and hobby of ours into like this even nerdier version and just go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I know I'm so glad we did. And, and, um, yeah, but, I mean, it's just when you really look into it and you look at the, um, the different – you know, just strategic aspect that it, that adds uh, with each and every power um, that you can actually own. And I feel like half your team is powers. <laughs> John, you and I can't remember who the other guy is that own. Robert. Rob Marino. Yeah, so yeah, I think I was, I was super excited. Uh, once I really got into it, I was a little bit hesitant. But once I knew I'd be splitting time with, with uh, Justin, just kind of, uh, co-managing and, and things uh, and knew it would be all right. And that that made drafting interesting. And I think it's probably actually why we didn't quite pull the trigger on the auction uh, like we probably should have because, you know, didn't exactly agree 100% of the time. But, you know, that's what you'll find with co-ownership. And it was all right. Made trading easier. If I was busy, he could handle it. If he was busy, I could handle it. So, Right. And same thing with blind bidding. Uh, you know, I'd say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the waiver wire. And I tossed some values at him. You know, we might just disagree on how much we wanted to spend. But uh, other than that, like we agreed on almost everything. Like you said, the draft was where we had the most difficulty. And really, I mean, I say that, but and that's only really because we had to come to an agreement on um, so many different decisions. We're talking about an auction. It's not like you just have a one and done each round. You're just. It's all day, every day for how long did that go? Probably three weeks. Yeah, maybe probably three weeks. Yeah, and so like during that time frame, I'd be like, "Hey, Travis, how, how much further do we want to push up? You know, Allen Robinson or DeAndre Hopkins or and and I think it, it shows, and we'll talk about it here a little bit. I've got some notes, but our the most difficult time we had was definitely on quarterback and and agreeing on how much we wanted to spend on quarterback and who we wanted to go after. And since that was the most difficult decision we had, it's obvious like we wound up with one quarterback. We left yeah. with, we left the auction with just Matt Ryan, which we both fully agreed on him coming into the season that we wanted yep. to target him. At that point, we really both were high on it. And so yeah, we thought it was kind of stealing. I think it was like, you know, we both saw him as a mid to late QB one and he, outperformed that so we were okay with that <laughs> yeah we should we should uh talk about a little bit of the league setup i guess so it's it's super flex um it's my scoring system originally <laughs> uh so the receivers instead of getting a full point get three quarters of a point per reception everybody does Sorry, but, yeah. uh, but that takes wide yeah. receivers down a little bit the super flex makes quarterbacks a little more important the rushing yards you only uh it's 0. 0.125 points per carry so gives a little bit of you know credence to the running backs they get a little bump um so it really it made, that made values hard um and then obviously in this auction i started it off with i said we're going to put all the powers are going to be up on day one right at the start and then everybody's also going to have to nominate players everybody nominates one player a day so those powers were sitting out there at the very beginning and we all had to try and figure out how to weigh how to weigh the value of a power versus the value of a player. Um, 
I mean, none of us had any idea how to do that. And to do it in an auction as well, I mean, basically, I, I think we were kind of, <laughs> the prices were being set based on what other people were probably bidding. I, I don't know how you yeah, guys handled it, it was, but I mean, I, to me, it was total crapshoot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people who had auction experience still, I mean, you have kind of set percentages in your mind, but when there's like, what was it originally, 14 powers or something added at the beginning? I couldn't remember. There's yeah, 17. 17. 17. Yeah, when there's 17 superpowers added into the mix, how do you <laughs> how do you budget for uh, the super superpowers? You don't know. Yeah, I mean, you don't know how your league mates are going to value them. They're, they're, it's a variable that literally no one had experience with. So um, I think budgets got shot at. For sure. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's one reason that the people that ended up jumping into this league I think that was one of the uh, drawing points is, well, this is something that's going to challenge me in a way that I, I'm not going to be challenged in just any other startup because, I mean, you really like the, the – you had to play in a lot. We should probably touch on some of the powers that, that would probably be helpful yeah. to those that are interested in this league. So I'll just run, I'll just run through them. If you guys want to stop me at any point uh, and talk about any of them more specifically, feel free to. So. <clears throat> There's a couple of different categories of power, which we did not know this going into the season. Luckily, I was very open with all of the owners in this league that, look, this is something I've never done, none of us have ever done. We might have to figure some things out as we go. And everybody was open to that, and we definitely ran into that. Uh, one thing we kind of figured out was we needed to categorize the powers. Um, there's some powers that affect rosters. There's other powers that affect like the lineup and scoring in a, on a week. The roster powers are a lot more powerful. We came to find pretty quickly, but uh, so the lineup powers that we have are uh, first one on the list here is called reversal. Basically, if you play that on your opponent, when they score a touchdown, it would count as a turnover, and when they have a turnover, it would count as a touchdown. So you can put that on any one player. That's a power that may have a positive outcome, may have a negative outcome. So there's, we also have rules based on you can only have a certain number of positive and negative powers played against you in a week. Oh man, the moment, as I'm describing this, I'm feeling worse and worse about talking about this league publicly. <laughs> but, uh, so that one's kind of, that one kind of we ranked as ambivalent because you, you really don't know. I mean, if you play it on a guy that you think is going to have a bunch of touchdowns, but he ends up having a bunch of turnovers in the game instead. It ends up working against you, and it hurts you. Uh, we have magnetism, which that one, when you apply it to a player, everybody else at his position group scores within a given range of his point. So, again, that one could be a positive or a negative. If you play, yeah. that, on, you play that on OBJ and he scores 40, <laughs> that's great. If you play it on OBJ and he drops every ball thrown to him, including one in the end zone that would – really impact your fantasy playoff league and he scores very little, then he's going to drag down every other player into that <laughs> range. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that one that's was a, interesting. That one was my, one of my favorites because there's just so much gambling involved, but man, that could be a huge game changer. If you start four wide receivers and you have somebody go off for 40, Oh my gosh, that was yeah. huge. Yeah, because we the the range we had was seventy five to one hundred and twenty five percent. So if somebody was less than seventy five percent of that player with the magnetism score, 
they'd rise all the way up to that range. And if they're above, you know, they get the points above. But uh, if they're, oh man, that's nobody. I don't think that I don't think that got played. But if somebody plays it, you can play it on yourself, or you can play it on your opponent. Actually, if you if in their starting lineup they have a player that you think is going to be terrible, you can play it on that player. So I mean, that could be used offensively or uh, defensively. It could be helped used to help you or used to hurt your opponent. We also have time travel. That one's a huge one. Basically, time travel, you are allowed to go back and make a lineup change after the games have ended. Rob Marino bought this one and paid a fortune for it. As he should have. That was the top-ranked one. I mean, you're basically buying a win. Buying a win. But not even that now. I don't know if you guys have seen what he uh, said at one point about one of our progressive pots. He's he's basically said if he still has that power in the progressive pots one, he's going to go back and change the lineup to keep that progressive pot alive. Oh my gosh! Wow, that's that's wild. He's I'll give I'll give Rob credit because he came up with some of the most creative ways to use these powers. And I felt bad for you because he was throwing things out there, and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. I got to write that into the rules because we can't. Okay, I'll let you do it this time, but. Well, that's, that's not how I intended that to be used. <laughs> yeah, with these powers, that, that's what I meant throughout the season. We had to make some changes. And, you know, he was real open to it. He's, you know, I said, hey, you know, that's how you were going to use it. I'm not going to limit you from using it at this point. That obviously wasn't the intent, but I love the fact that you could powers to pair with other powers to pull off things like stealing Tyler Eifert from me, which, ah, that's, Still, still irritates me, but there was literally nothing I could do about it because he had, because of the powers they had that he played against me to do it, and he stole a player. Uh, he paid a lot to steal a steal that player. He paid. He ended up paying more than what I paid for Tyler Eifert, but still, that's how it worked out. And basically, we have now I have a set of rules for future powers when these come back up in the future auctions. The rules will be a little more stringent on them in the future. So time to travel allows you to go back in time and change change the game. That one even that one I think I oh, should have hit mute there. Sorry about that. Couldn't get the mute button <laughs> fast enough. Um that one I that one I think even got mentioned at one point. I was joking with somebody about, you know, they wish they, they lost by just a little bit on Twitter. They mentioned it, and I was like, "Oh, wouldn't it be nice if you just go back and uh, go back in time and, and change that?" And I was somebody that was aware of this league, so they they appreciated that. We've got one for called Bulletproof, where basically if you play it for a game, that player is guaranteed to get the average of their of their games up to then. Um, you know, so if you have a guy and you're in a really important game and he's coming into a really bad matchup. You can take his average, you know. Now, that should help you if he's if you think he's going to be shut down, you know, he's going to get his average. Or you could probably even use it on a guy that maybe is going to be injured. If he's injured for a week, you can still start him, play him and get his average. So, you know, if you don't have a deep bench, that's something that could be used with that one. Right. See, that one could come in handy if you just own it and you've got a guy who's always a game-time decision. Yeah. And you come into the game on Sunday morning and all of a sudden he's being benched. Well, play that and you get his average. 
Yep. We've got turbo power. That's a pretty simple one. You play it on a guy, he doubles his score. We've got duplication, which allows you to play the same player twice in your lineup. Uh, so basically he will replace another guy. So say you want to play Odell Beckham twice. You don't own turbo, so you want twice the score. You just put him in for another player. You play him twice in your lineup and you remove a guy that maybe, you know, isn't going to be performing. We've got the the super duper flex, uh, which <laughs> so the, the league is already super flex, but if you play the super duper flex power, you <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the name is so creative. Man. That's, that's so good. The uh, the wide receiver running back tight end flex opens up for a week and you can play another quarterback. So, you know, if you're stacked at quarterback, gives you an option. Um, we've got merging. That allows you to add a bench player to one of your starters. So essentially you're going to be getting two guys playing in the place of one. Elasticity, it stretches a guy's score up to 150%. So similar to turbo, but it doesn't go quite as far. So those are a lot of the positive lineup powers. The We have negative ones, too. So we have the, <laughs> the freeze power. You can play that on a guy at any time uh, during a game, and it stops the scoring. So say you're going into Monday night, you got a big lead, and you don't think you're going to lose. Then all of a sudden, the guy that you're playing against has a guy that's going off. You can stop that. You can put an end to it. You don't have to sweat. Nothing. You just freeze the score right where it is. So got paralysis you can play that to prevent a player from being started against you uh we've got venom which cuts a guy's score in half so it's kind of the opposite of turbo uh then we've got the some of the the bigger bigger powers um these are what we term the roster powers first one is force field that one could actually be used either way it can basically it's it blocks a power so if somebody plays a power against you and you play your force field. Oh man, this is this is really worse and worse. It's just the more I go on. So you play your force field, you block it, and it just negates the effect that that power was going to have. So you, that could actually block a roster move or a lineup move. You know, I think uh, I I have it, and I think I used it originally against Rob, but uh, the way it worked out, he ended up still getting Tyler Eifert. Andy made me, I think, waste either that or I just decided not to use it because no matter what, he was going to get Eifert. I'm not sure. Uh, we've got absorption. That, oh, that's what it was. I've got that power that I didn't use. I have absorption, which that, if a power is played against you, you absorb the power and you basically get a use of that power um, for whenever you want. You know, so you get a free power. I think that one's going to protect me from having a lot of powers played against me. Hopefully. And we've got, uh, this was the huge one that Rob used, Resurrection, the power to rise a player from the dead. If a player is not on the active, uh, not being started for five straight weeks and not on the taxi squad, so if he's on the bench for five weeks or what we came to find, injured reserve, because that wasn't written into the rules uh, for five weeks, he is eligible to be resurrected on another team. Rob has that and Rob Rob had it. He stole Tyler Eifert from me. He stole uh, Corey Coleman from Waz. And then he leveraged it to steal 
from Margosian and ended up trading the final use of Resurrection to Margosian in order to be able to take a player, basically. And now Mike has one use of that power for next year. We have Waiver Block, which prevents a guy from making a claim. Um, basically, he can put in a claim on a guy, but once that waiver goes through, you can block it. The guy doesn't get that. We also have Waiver Steal, where if a guy picks up someone, you can steal it. Just straight steal that player that the guy picked up. So all of these have a lot more limits and everything that I'm not going to get into because that would just be way too time-consuming. Um, and that would just be me talking a bunch, and I don't want to do that. So, Hey, guys. Mark here with another podcast spotlight. This week I'm looking at the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. They have some new hosts for 2017, Luke Easterling of USA Today's Draft Wire and John Ledyard from Inside the Pylon. They really cover all things related to the NFL Draft, things like Senior Bowl and Combine Analysis, prospect comparisons, um, different projected draft ranges for players, um, team needs, and just really great analysis of anything related to the NFL Draft. Um, they've also had some great guests on the show here the last few weeks, guys like Matt Miller and Matt Harmon. Um, they're just really a fun and entertaining show to help you get prepared um, as we approach the NFL Draft. So... Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at MarkHill321 and let me know some of your favorite podcasts. Now back to John with more Fantasy Insanity. What are, uh, what are some of the powers <laughs> that you guys, <laughs> what is, you guys... You guys already talked a little bit about um, the uh, you like the magnetism, but what are some of the other powers that you like or you might see uh, some uses for? Well, the one that we actually used was paralysis. Uh, it was yeah. the only power that we managed to get in the startup. And... Uh, and it was we had a crazy season in that our the whole league was very divided between the top and bottom half. Like if you look at the big you, big divide, big gap. So if you look at the stat like the standings, so it, it goes ranges from eleven and two to eight and five, uh, and then it's six and seven or worse, all the way down to one and 12. But up to the last week, I think uh, it was eight and four and then uh, at seventh place. And then, uh, and then like eighth place was five and seven. So it was, it was not looking good. Like it, basically it was a seven horse race, I think in week nine or something. It was, it was crazy. At, at one point, actually week nine was the first point. I think I mentioned this to you, Justin, but I realized, mm-hmm. Holy cow! We've got to use this paralysis thing to guarantee a win. We 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 could go nine and four and miss the playoffs. Yeah, that was what you told me. And and yeah. at that point, we were getting to the point where, um, what we wanted to do with paralysis was save it for a, a, an opponent who had a bye week for their quarterback, and or or one of their quarterbacks, and then use paralysis on paralysis on their current quarterback. That way, they would go into the week with no quarterbacks. And essentially, I mean, if you have no quarterbacks going in a superplex league, you're probably going to lose. And we just didn't get that opportunity. We were forced into using it um, that week just to guarantee a win. We wound up winning, would have won regardless. But I still think it was good insurance to use it. Yeah, it was. It definitely guaranteed your playoff spot, which was tough in this league, like you said. I mean, it it was it was. Because of the way there was such a divide, because some of us went after powers more than other yeah. people. Yeah. Um, so our teams are terrible. <laughs> um, 
I'm one of those. I have a lot of powers, but I have zero players. Um, so I had no hope in, in year one. So it was, I was way down at the bottom. And then, like you said, the, the top half was really fighting to get those six playoff positions. So even though it wasn't a top to bottom competitive league, the top was hyper competitive to try and get oh, into the sure. playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the sixth seed was nine and four. So it's just, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a six seed unless, you know, we're talking about a massive league. But like a normal 12, 14 team league, nine and four is the six seed. Uh, that was, it was a nail biter. Basically, there were four playoff spots that weren't locked going into the, the final week. Uh, so, no, no, it was five, actually. Sorry, that's my bad. Five playoff spots were up for grabs in like the last week. So, it's incredible. But, Paralysis for one, because you had the question was originally about the powers. Um, but paralysis was definitely one that we're going to take advantage of as, as insurance if we want to try to uh, win back to back here soon. <laughs> back to back, yep. And so you guys, you guys did win the uh, championship, and along with that, since the initial goal of this was to have the person that wins gets power, not a superpower, but you get power throughout the league. So with that, you guys got um, you guys got to affect the rules. So you guys decided to change the rules on us just a little bit going into year two of it. Yeah, that's one of those things that uh, you, you at least laid out what could be changed and what couldn't be changed. And I think that what you were talking about earlier, you know, going into the league knowing that there's not going to be a whole bunch of random rules put up for change that are going to be permanent forever. You know, you can count on someone changing it if they win, and so. Travis did the honors and uh, picked out to jump up to points per reception, just a, a flat point instead of the three quarters of a point. And uh, I think that's the only rule change we made, isn't it? Well, you guys also just straight out suggested a, to change a rule to the league, not just a scoring rule. Uh, <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys wanted to. So one of the rules is if a, a power is completely used up, it will go back up in the auction the next year. However, the power commish has the chance to change that power before it goes back into the auction. Well, that wasn't enough for you guys. Uh, <laughs> greed, greed is good. Definitely lived up to its name and got a little greedy and said, we just want to create a power. So that got put through a vote. It passed and you guys got to add a power for next year's auction. So which, what, what was the power that you guys decided to add? So, um, so we went with the title handicapper, and it's really simple. Uh, basically, at, at any point throughout the season, uh, if you want to play handicapper, uh, say you are averaging currently 15 points less than your uh, opponent for week seven, uh, and so you want to use handicapper, you automatically start the week out with 15 points. Uh, you know, and and. Early in the season when nothing is normalized just yet, it could be a huge gap. Say you are averaging – you had a horrible first week and your opponent in week two is averaging 50 more points than you because you just had a terrible week. Well, you can use it right then to guarantee that you don't start the season off 0-2 or at least get a good head start with 50 points. But So it's it'll be interesting to see when and how that's used because – People may utilize that early, but I don't think we have any idea early in the season what teams are really dominant. Uh, so it, it would be hilarious just to see somebody 
with like a 50 handicap still lose. <laughs> well, so yeah, I, I think if I, I don't think I'll go for the power because I have too many, but <laughs> if I had it, I think that's how I would use it. Cause I, I'm going in the most games as a pretty big underdog right now. Yeah, but the, and that's the thing though. If like if you're not a competitive team or you don't believe that you're a competitive team for that year, there'd be no incentive to use it because you only have a uh, you know limited amount of use for every power. So it's really it's really hard to call. I mean, like, am I really competitive early in the season? I could take advantage of this now, but what if I have two injuries and then I'm screwed? So I just wasted a use of the power. So I think a lot of people will wait to use that in the week nine, week ten range where they where they really know they need a win or they're really just trying to solidify that playoff spot. But it'll be interesting because at that point, the things will have normalized a bit and the gap is is most likely not as significant. If you look at the playoff teams this year, or actually the top seven teams, the, uh, the gap between the averages and points scored, uh, the best team had 17 more points per week than the seventh best team. So it's not a huge advantage. It's like another solid flex player or maybe another – QB2 uh, option uh, that you're starting off with. I think one thing about that power, though, that even if you're out of it, I think that it holds pretty good trade value because you can watch teams and their deficits uh, between each other as the weeks go on and say week uh, 12 or what. I don't, I don't remember exactly when the trade deadline is in this league, but before the trade deadline, say, hey, look, it looks like you really need a win. I'll trade you this. You can go ahead and use it and then you know, you can, it's it, just an extra piece of currency, you know. Yeah, and we should mention everything is currency in this league. It's a yeah. it's a budget league where we got our startup cash, that went into our bankroll, and that never goes away. Um, so the money that you played with on day one, if you didn't use it, it's still there for you to play with. We get a, instead of getting draft picks, you know, the rookie auction, you get a scale paid out based on how you finish. We have weekly prizes where if you're the highest score, which you guys wore way too many times, you get, um, <laughs> you get 10 bankroll bucks just added to you for being the highest score. We've got a progressive pot to break the high score where five bucks every week goes into that bankroll bucks. I should say not real money. Uh, just goes into that. And at some point, somebody's going to win that and it's going to be a huge amount. Unfortunately, Brian Donnelly in week one put up the highest <laughs> score of the entire season. So uh, that that pot just grew the entire year. And at this point, that's why Rob's like, I'm just going to change it if somebody wins it because it'll, it'll be league-changing whoever gets that payout because you're basically going to double – you might double your starting uh, auction fund for the rookie draft, a rookie auction the next year. Yeah, say it goes for like a year and a half or two years – we're talking enough money to buy a top five wide receiver or running back in the draft in the auction. And so but talking about that budget led me leads into something I wanted to talk about for our team is that we actually didn't go into this year with intentions of winning the whole thing. Whenever we, we were drafting, we realized, Hey, you know, we're really top heavy. We spent a lot of money on a handful of players. We only had one quarterback and, Travis and I were like, okay, let's. We really like 2017's draft class. It's an auction base. We get to carry over the money. Let's go ahead and just stop bidding on some of these guys. We'll just take a little bit of value if anybody comes up, but let's just hold off. And both of us liked that idea. We thought, well, you know, the worse you do, just kind of like in a regular league, you get more 
more money for the auction. That's what we were going to do. And then, so I'll just go over who we, who we won in the auction to give an idea to our, uh, to the listeners, like what this winning roster looked like. So we wound up having Ezekiel Elliott, LaShawn McCoy, Kelvin Benjamin, Randall Cobb, DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Matt Ryan, and then we followed it up with some, you know, depth guys. We we grabbed Alfred Morris as a handcuff, Jonathan Williams as a handcuff. That did not work out. Will Ty, Darius Jackson, and Lance Dunbar. So like, just really tried to, you know, hedge our bets on some of those guys. That was it. That's the we only had fourteen players coming into this. How in the world did you guys win with those receivers? Well, that's just the thing. That that'll lead into the next thing is that uh, so what's crazy is after the draft or towards the end of the draft, you can spend like a couple bucks here and there and pick up a whole bunch of depth guys. And we were just going to pocket the money and save it for later. I, I wrote this down because I thought it was so interesting. The draft for us ended August 26th. Everybody else kept bidding until August 30th. And then we didn't even pick up anybody on blind bid waivers until September 15th. Whenever I finally told Travis, hey, man, maybe we should fill out the rest of our team. We could probably grab, you know, a couple of flyers and here and there pick up someone that we'll start. And that is how we overcame those receivers having such a poor time at different times of this year. Um, because we picked up guys like Adam Thielen, Marquise Lee, Brian Quick for a couple games where he was doing really well. Um, Ted Ginn Jr., Jacob Tammy, and Dennis Pitta for when they had some good times there. I mean, Dennis Pitta finished the year, I think, with the most tight interceptions, if I'm not mistaken. I think I heard Travis say that on the DTC yeah. podcast. He actually finished with one more catch than Travis Kelsey. And so, like, we we just really got – I mean, we did well with that aspect of the team. And so – And the biggest I, thing was our trade, though. Our, yeah, our, go, go not, ahead and talk about those trades. We had uh, two quick trades all within what? Just, it was one day. It was within it was six day. hours. Yeah, we, we basically saw the opportunity to uh, move for an additional quarterback and then use that quarterback to upgrade for an even better quarterback and make a run for it all this year. Because uh, we saw that, you know, I, I don't know what week it was, but we were streaking really hard, really well to begin the season. I believe at one point we were either six or seven and one, and we're thinking, look, I don't care what our original intention was. We're going to limp into the playoffs, so we might as well – do our best to look presentable and actually do something when we get there. So um, we had seriously like it's what six or seven weeks of the season. We seriously only had Matt Ryan still, and we were still still winning in the Superflex league. But uh, we targeted at first. It was Sam Bradford, uh, and I believe what was it? Uh, thirty-one dollars. Oh yeah, it was thirty-one dollars and Sam Bradford, and that was basically it. Well, I don't. I, I, I don't remember the exact piece. Did you have it right in front of you, Justin? Yeah, I got it in front of me. So we gave $31 and Sam Bradford um, for Tom Brady. And that was just one of those things. It's like, okay, we have to get another quarterback. Let's go for a guy who, in dynasty aspects, is going to be a little bit cheaper. And um, Tom Brady turned out to be such a good grab. And it was we, we made jokes about it on the Dynasty Life podcast several times because Andrew Frechette's a huge – uh, Patriots fan, and he believes that Tom Brady's going to play forever. And yes, Travis and I are a little bit more pessimistic. He has to. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's pretty amazing. 
But we turned that trade around and worked the rest of the day to try and upgrade our receiver. And we had been trying to move Sammy Watkins for quarterback and just couldn't get any of the hiring quarterbacks for Sammy Watkins. People are holding on to him. I mean, it's a 14-team superflex. There's no quarterbacks that anybody wants to give up. That's the reason why we had such trouble getting him in auction. Who, but, gave, uh, you, who gave you Brady for Bradford and $31? Uh, $31 is not. Who was it? Brown bagger, Ryan. I think he's at Ryan. Ryan. Okay. Actually, let's back oh, up here because I think this is what happened first. So we got Brady after. We got that second, actually. Oh, you're right. That is AM yeah. and PM. I'm looking at the wrong order. Yeah. So, so back up just to explain how this happened. We had Sammy Watkins sitting on our IR, and uh, we traded Sammy Watkins for Sam Bradford, Sean Drawn, and Emmanuel Sanders. And this is a super flex league, so um, both of us don't necessarily like Sammy Watkins long term either. Uh, so that in and of itself, without uh, you know the second part, doesn't look as sexy. <laughs> but we uh, <laughs> then turned the Sam Bradford portion in 31 blind bidding dollars, uh, which is basically that's actually from our money that we could use to bid later uh, on on players in the in the rookie draft auction. Uh, but we, you know, upgraded from Sam Bradford in 31 bucks to Tom Brady, um, and so that that was a huge steal. And so it was kind of a two part. We upgraded. Uh, at uh, you know having a usable wide receiver in Emmanuel Sanders and adding Tom Brady, so uh, Sammy Watkins really couldn't ever be used later anyway. So we just thought like two more pieces, and we're looking like we can win a championship. Yeah, and at and, that uh, point, like we needed a receiver that was a little bit more dependable than the guys we had, and you know we were dealing with these waiver wire guys and trying to pick the right weeks to start them and. You know, that, that became difficult. I mean, even week 16. So week 15, Adam Thielen puts up a goose egg after I tell Travis, hey, let's put Adam Thielen in. He's been really consistent. He's been getting like 12 and 16 points a week, and then he drops a goose egg. <laughs> so we bench him and put in none other than Ted Ginn in week 16. And week 16, Ted Ginn doesn't put up a goose egg, but might as well have. Kelvin Benjamin catches a touchdown, and – and we had benched him, and Adam Thielen goes off for like one of the top forty-one. It was done. Yeah, one of the top ten performances of in the league. It, it was pretty frustrating <laughs> at that point, but we still won that week, so that didn't yeah. matter. But, but it made the sweat on on Monday night much more uh, exciting. And basically, the what happened from from that trade on, uh, we had the. Uh, we were basically always well above the average weekly weekly score uh, at that point. We had only had one highest score before we made the trades for Tom Brady and Emmanuel Sanders. But for, um, I believe it was three out of the next eight weeks, we had the highest score in the league. So you guys got your money back right there with the, with the $10 reward for high score. You, you literally turned oh, you guys turned Tom, turned Sam Bradford and Tom Brady. That's, Basically, yeah, Sam Bradford in one dollar essentially because we got thirty back by winning the top score so often later. So yeah, <laughs> it, it uh, that worked out. Well, and I think we have Travis Kelsey to appreciate for a lot of those top wins later. It wasn't just uh, um, Brady because, gosh, starting in week eleven, uh, Kelsey had fifteen points, then sixteen points, then twenty points, and thirteen points. Um, low week and 15 for six, and then 30.25 points. 
he led us into Monday Night Football in Week 16. Like, I mean, none other. It was so great going into that. But um, I want to talk a little bit about that night on Monday Night Football. So I, I don't have ESPN. I don't have that part in my cable package. And so I went up to my place of work, and they have ESPN. And by myself in this large office building with nobody there in the dark, it's a little bit creepy, not going to lie, with all the lights out. But I watched ESPN, and <laughs> we were getting a little bit worried, you know, that uh, Ezekiel Elliott might not get as much playtime. Because at this point in Week 16, the Cowboys had playoffs locked up, and it was one of those, okay, I, I kept telling Travis, like, and other people, I was like, uh, Ezekiel, it's going to get some run. I don't know if he's going to play the whole game, but he's going to get some run. And, I mean, I was nervous and just, I mean, scared to death going into that night. And then I think he ripped off like a 50-yard touchdown. And I, like, filled that building with noise. I was pumped. <laughs> and I really, I, I mean, it was so sudden that I didn't, because I, I, told, I told everybody I was going to go live if he did it, but I didn't have a chance. But I just, I just took a picture and I called Travis and he was out with his wife and he was pumped and you know yeah. we were like little schoolgirls all giddy about our win. But that was <laughs> that was my first dynasty championship. You know I've came close in several several leagues, but never gotten actually a championship. And so that picture is pretty fun and pure excitement on my part. Oh yeah, yeah. My my wife knew uh, that that happened as well. Right when you did it. Uh, I was like, look, I just need, I just need a touchdown or something out of Ezekiel. Like my wife plays fantasy football too. She's actually in the, our home dynasty league, and so I told her, look, Ezekiel Elliott only needs eight points tonight. So she's like, oh yeah, you're good. <laughs> but, but man, when it actually happened, it was just yeah, it it's always fun. Yeah, and you guys, you guys now are uh, eligible for one of our progressive pots. Uh, we have progressive pots for back to back champion back-to-back high score, um, or vice versa, you know, you're the champ followed by high score. The next year you, you win a little bit of money. We have other progressive pots breaking the highest score. So not only next year are people going to be shooting for that bankroll bucks, you actually are going to be shooting for a real prize, uh, real cash, um, you know, as well to, if you break that score. Those will, those will add up, I think, to be pretty nice payouts if anybody ever gets there. Sucks I'm not eligible for any. There's no, uh, there's no, um, progressive pot for back to back last place finishes. But what I do get, uh, what I, what I put into this league, not knowing that I would be the one that would get it the first time is if you're last place in this league, you become the, you guys are the power commissioners. Uh, and I am the commissioner of crap. So with this league, everybody that's in it has basically commissioned leagues. Um, we all kind of trust each other to at some point, hey, you guys might end up being the commission of this league. So I don't always want to be in charge of getting all the money, doing all the payouts, doing all the rule changes, all the scoring changes, all that stuff. So I put into this league that if you are the last place, you get to do all that the next year. You get the commissioner of crap. <laughs> so you can do all the crappy duties of the commissioner. I, of course, got that this year. Um, it's definitely a deterrent. Uh, I think you guys might have said yes, that. I was going to say, like, somebody we, refused the trade to avoid yeah. it. And yeah. I, there was definitely one person that just flat out said, no, like, I like that trade. I can't do it because I cannot risk becoming the commissioner of crap. I don't have time to do that. 
And so we're like, I mean, you can't fault a guy for that. We're all busy. And it's like, dang, that's a, that's a serious risk in this league. And I think that, you know, everybody talks about deterrence for tanking and deterrence for uh, punting, whatever term you want to use. And that's a serious deterrent because there's a lot of tracking that goes on, especially in an auction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to track a lot. No, I, we do a we do a weekly DFS competition where we all put in what was it one dollar of our bankroll bucks. So no yeah. big prize. I mean, you win a little bit of money, or bet you win a little bit of bankroll bucks, but uh, it's more work for the for the commission <laughs> crap because you got to keep track of it. You got to balance all those books and everything. Um, you guys also, with being the winners, uh, you did get cash. You know that's always fun, but. You also get 40 bucks donated in your name to Toys for Tots. I have started instituting that in all of my leagues. So you guys are going to play in some fantasy cares leagues next year, basically off of winning this league. So, uh, hopefully you guys can win something from those as well. I know Scott always puts prizes in those as well. But, yeah. uh, I, I think we've covered pretty much all the aspects of this crazy league. It, it was a lot of fun. And I, I think the powers are going to be coming into play. A lot more. That's well, what I'm as, as I start to get some players, as Rob starts to get some players, we own the bulk of the powers. Or we might just, I'm considering selling some of them off. I don't like losing. Um, it's frustrating. <laughs> so I, I'm starting to wonder how much I can sell some of these powers off and improve my team quicker. You don't, you can't lose, you can't <laughs> lose the powers in the play. So they can help you get there, but I'm eventually going to need powers to win the league. So. I yeah. got to figure out how to how to how to balance that. I've gone way too far in one way, but uh, any uh, I think we've covered most of the aspects. Did we yeah. miss anything that you guys uh, remember about it? No, I don't think so. But you're on the clock in our draft, so <laughs> I know, I know. I saw that I saw that come up about 15 minutes ago, and I was just like, uh, and actually, I saw Chris Thompson got taken right before it came up too, and I was like, oh no, he was one that I. Uh, he was one I was hoping to get in this little spot, but oh well. I'll I'll get out of here and uh, I'll go make my draft pick. Before we go though, God, give everybody your information where they can find you, follow you, all that stuff. Well, I'm Justin McCaslin. You can find me at Macklin J. Um, I rank for the FantasyAuthority.com and am on the podcast, uh, the Dynasty Life podcast with Travis and Andrew. And so that's that's what my the my extent of fantasy stuff. Yeah, I um so I I you know help out with the uh the fantasy authority uh, and, you know, writing and uh, doing some ranking and, you know, the dynasty life podcast really enjoyed that uh, as well as uh, doing some, now going to be doing some writing uh, more with uh, dynasty trade calculator. Uh, so had, had fun really just getting to know those guys. We um, actually <laughs> had the opportunity to uh, win that league, uh, the dynasty trade calculator <laughs> uh, championship. Oh, Travis just hurt his shoulder. Travis yeah, just oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I really enjoyed that. I got to beat uh, Riley Bymaster in the championship. So if you uh, see him, just uh, remind him of that. Um, but no, so I, it, it's, it's been good. Just uh, get an opportunity to, uh, you know, meet some really cool people just by writing and talking about football and fake football. So, <laughs> but you can find me at FF underscore Travis M on Twitter. Uh, that's where I normally make the most noise. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys jumping into this league, taking this uh, journey into beyond fantasy football. Uh, and I appreciate you joining me tonight to talk about it. Thanks a lot. As for me, 
As you, you can interact with me, I am at Empire FFL. As always, uh, you know, subscribe, wait, rate, review, share. Retweeting episodes helps a lot. The more retweets, the more people listen. And then all of a sudden people start talking more about doing crazier things in fantasy football, which is where I want to go. I don't want to play in any regular leagues anymore. I only want to play yeah. in super interesting, gotta, challenge my mind leagues. So, yeah, got to keep Dynasty weird. Oh, yes. Ryan's series is fantastic. It's, he was, there's a reason he was the, he was your, he was your all's first guest too, right? Yeah, he was. He uh, helped kick off the show for us. Yep. He, there's a reason he helped me kick off this one too, because that's when I started looking for stuff to make leagues more fun. I came across him and was just uh, shocked by some of the fun things that he put in the leagues. So. Oh, a lot yeah. of fun, a lot of fun out there, everybody. Yeah, and if you yeah. guys are definitely be looking out for uh, updates via Twitter for uh, his Kitchen Cinco League. Uh, apparently, uh, the, there's 48 teams that acts as like four different like 12 team mm-hmm. leagues, and uh, the owners are getting drafted by four team captains. They basically are, are picking players really? that they want to have in their division slash conferences that they think that they can beat. So you don't want to be picked first. Nice. <laughs> it's kind of With, without rosters, they're just picking based off reputation. Huh? Yes, picking nice. picking owners to, nice. that they want to beat. So keep keep, uh, keep an eye out for some updates on the Kitchen Cinco uh, leagues here soon. Are you in Cinco then? I assume. Yeah, I, I don't know where I've been drafted just yet. I think they're keeping that behind closed doors right now. Uh, we're we're going to start that startup here soon enough, though. So should who be fun. The, do you know who the captains are? Um, I forgot. I think uh, Ryan's one of them. There's a bunch of DLF guys. I think that, right. I think they might all be DLF guys that are team captains. But it's uh, <laughs> it's a fun group. A bunch of writers, contributors, podcasters. So should be fun. Interesting. I will definitely keep an eye out for that. That that will be fun to watch. So. Uh, Thanks for joining me, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, enjoy Insanity.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.